Hello and welcome to How to Start API Contract Testing podcast series with me, Lewis Pacman Prescott, where we'll be talking about the challenges of testing in microservices and how to start API contract testing to make microservice tests faster, more stable and more realistic. Hello, welcome back to the second episode of the podcast. I had a great conversation with Yusuf, who has just started as a developer advocate at Packflow. In this episode, we talk about where should API tests live, the rise of micro frontends, shift left, and much more. Also, Yusuf talks us through the exciting new bi-directional contracts from Packflow, which now integrates with tools such as Cypress and Myomock. Before Packflow, Yusuf has worked for the likes of Sky and InfinityWorks, implementing contract testing across multiple different environments. I look forward to talking to him as he is an active member of the contract testing community as well. In this episode, we jump straight into the conversation. So here we go. From my perspective, I think developers and testers have quite different views on contract testing. And I know you have um, some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I think contract testing is a very powerful concept. However, PACT requires you to write your contract directly from the source code. Mm-hmm. That's partly where its value is it inherently lies. So when we talk about the the drift of these mocks, the pact will act as a, a mock on your consumer side, and it will record the interactions that your consumer code actually makes. Yeah. So you would still work it like a traditional um, component integration test, but with the added benefit of generating a packed file off the back of it. Now, because you'd run these on each CI build, as your client interface changes and your client code may use more or less fields than the provider sends in its response, it, it keeps it nicely tightly coupled and avoids drift. Yeah. So a tester traditionally if they work in siloed organizations, mm. can't leverage and generate those packed files because yeah. they might not have direct access to the source code. And also, do you want your integration tests to know about the service, you know, because you're hitting it from the HTTP request, should it know about the service at all? So that's another standpoint. But as you say, those contracts, actually, it would be nice to to extract those out. I think we, you, you might find that we, we spoke earlier about doubling up on tests. As, as testers, we, we don't want to double up on tests. We, we want to try and over, we, we may want to try and avoid overlap. We may have existing integration test suites in place that, that already provide lots of value. When we want to introduce a, a new testing tool or paradigm or concept, it, it's sometimes expensive it, or it takes time and it takes time at the expense of maybe delivering that, that feature your, your customer's yearning for. So asking someone to kind of write more pack tests or to to be directly involved in the source code where either they're not familiar with that particular source code, but they're familiar yeah. with a particular integration testing tool. We can try and leverage the great new features that, that Packflow is launching. Why are we trying a different approach with bi-directional contract testing? Mm-hmm. So we've determined that it, it can be faster to get started, especially when you're plugging it into a, a retrofit model. Yeah. Pact is, is really great. The idea of contract testing is really easy to implement 
when you're starting a greenfield service. Yeah. But ultimately, the the whole world of API development isn't that rosy. Sometimes yeah. you're having to plug into existing kind of legacy systems. The consumer-driven contract testing model does not necessarily scale to large numbers of consumers. So we found that provider states can sometimes be hard and painful to manage. Sure. We've... We've also seen, well, there is a, a coupling between the pack tests, the, the consumer and provider verification in the mm -hmm. traditional consumer-driven contract testing model. So we have the notion of provider states in which a consumer could replay the same request, but mm -hmm. they could expect a different response. They may expect a, a 404 response when they request mm -hmm. a product, because that product isn't available. So on the provider side, that verification takes place by using mm. something called the provider state. We read it in, it's a string value. The provider would manipulate their data repository based mm. on the required state that the consumer has requested. So when you have multiple, you know, a large number of consumers, there, there can become a, a large number of provider states in play. One of the reasons we move to microservices is because we want to reduce the dependency and coupling between these services. So introducing provider states and a, a level of coupling between these builds mm. causes difficulty at scale. There are particular cases where PACT is not ideally suited, and these are, are well listed on our documentation, docs.pact.io. These are BFF or API gateways. So BFF is backend for front-end development pattern or API gateways such as GraphQL, AWS API gateways, because these are often pass-through or, or transformation yeah. layers. So the problem with these pass-through or transformation layers is they don't necessarily handle state themselves. Mm. They, they interact with another service. Right. So during provider verification, we don't get as strong guarantees or we have to... Mm to build in a dependency in that provider verification mm. with the other services it calls. We've seen the rise of micro front ends and yep. UI testing with Pact has led to has led to pain. So with the with the Pact and Pact Flow team being really in tune with their community, they they thought they'd introduce this this new model in order to, to make it easier for, for provider teams to get on board with PACT. So we, we highlighted that the biggest, the biggest pain in the consumer-driven contract testing world was provider verification. So we yeah. wanted to make it as easy as possible for the providers to get on board. We advocate for open API spec, or uh, also formerly known as Swagger Files, to, to document those APIs. PACTflow has now provided a mechanism for you to upload your open API spec to the packed flow system. This is known as a provider contract. Mm -hmm. Alongside uploading your open API spec, the provider would run a testing tool such as Postman, Dread, or Rest Assured mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. functionally test their API to ensure that it is in sync with their open API specification. They can upload that verification result 
and open API spec to the Pactflow platform. At this point, the provider is able to to call the Can I Deploy tool. Mm-hmm. So the Can I Deploy tool is a nifty automatic gated check that will check a provider and con- consumers relationships with regard to the particular environment that uh, a provider or consumer wishes to deploy into. Yeah. So the provider would have an open API spec uploaded to the p- packed flow platform. Mm-hmm. A consumer would generate uh, a consumer contract in the form of a packed file. The consumer can do this via the traditional mechanism. They can do it via one of the the many packed implementations in Mm. multiple languages, such as Java, JavaScript, Go, Ruby, etc. Or the team over at Packflow have started to release adapters for common integration tools. We currently have an adapter for Wiremock, Cypress, and Mock Service Worker. These adapters have been designed to very easily plug into your integration test workflows and will record and generate packed files from your existing integration test. Yeah. These packed files can then be uploaded to the packed flow platform. Mm-hmm. And at the point of calling can I deploy on the consumer side, the packed flow platform will provide cross contract verification between mm-hmm. the consumer packed file and the provider open API specification. Yeah, I think this is huge because as you say, and what, what we've been talking about is you're going to have all these existing tests. Why can't we just leverage those? And also coming from a, a startup world, I mean, we get to a point where developers are not even writing unit tests because they don't have time to, to develop the software that needs to be delivered. So any way that we can enable them to, to cut a corner or reduce that learning curve is a big win. And going back to that conversation that we're having between developers and testers, I think this is another bridge that will enable testers now to speak the same language and say, okay, we've got this open API spec and I'm using Cypress to to test it. Win-win. I I think for me, it's a a huge win. We might always have proponents of a a particular tool that that advocate for a particular testing tool or have a, a fondness. I know I've had many um, kind of conversations around Cypress versus Selenium. Um, However, a tester would would always say it depends. You know, you pick the the right tool for the right job. And you're always going to use a set of tools that Mm. complement each other. You don't use any particular one one tool, and that is your your go-to thing for everything. So understanding how these different tools can leverage and play together in a in an ecosystem in order to enable and strengthen developers in what they're doing can only be can only be valuable so some of the the main objectives of the bi-directional contract testing is really to reduce the time to value for contract testing we markedly want to simplify the adoption and scaling of contract testing and we'd really like to expand in breadth the technology of 
that we can support things like GraphQL, protobufs. We'd like to expand the different types of ways that the contract can be generated. So we spoke about some of those bring your own tools, uh, such as Cypress, Mock Service Worker, and Wiremock. If the community would like to to see or build more tools, we'd mm. love to to be happy to engage and support that. One of my aim aims at Packflow is enabling the the development community. So mm. over the kind of nine years that Pact has been open source, we've had over 450 contributors who've wow. helped make it the success it is today. As it's grown, it has grown in complexity. I think you can probably hark back to some onboardings you've had at, at previous organizations and your minds yeah. are blur for the first sure. kind of few weeks. So anything we can do to to simplify the message of contract testing, but also to simplify the journey when it comes to viewing the PAC documentation, to finding yep. what you need when you need it, but mm. also providing nice tools for developers who wish to contribute, be mm. it small or big. And that might be providing signposting to our public roadmap. It mm-hmm. might be providing really nice developer experiences so that if you want to, to run the code base locally in order to, to do some local development, we can enable that. Cool. Sounds really, really exciting times. And yeah, absolutely. The more people that we can get involved for the better, I think. And yeah, absolutely. The, the bi-directional contracts for me answers one of the big questions that I always get whenever I bring up is why do we need Pact as well? Because we've already got our open API specs or we already use open API or we already have JSON schema up front. So we know what format it's going to be in. We've got that pre-agreed. So I think this solves that question as well. Now I can say you can use those. We're going to use those, but now we're going to call it contract testing. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I think for me, the big win is as a provider generating a service, you provide an open API spec. It tells the world how your service is going to behave, but it doesn't necessarily tell you how consumers are exactly using your service. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it changes over time, right? It's generated. So... Even if you're defining it up front, development changes. Like you discover things as you're developing. So it's going to change over time. So that's exactly where we need these mechanisms to come in. As I always endorse going forwards, is it's a communication tool as well. Definitely. It's not just a tool to enable you to improve your development, it's a tool to have more conversations with your consumers. Because you need to have those, as you say, to set up the provider state. So it's a collaboration tool. And going back to what you said earlier about why you enjoy your role is that collaboration. And I think that is at the heart of of what contract testing is. Agreed. I I definitely think from the the term consumer-driven contract testing, we maybe should change that to to collaborative contract testing. Mm. And I think we will see a shift between the word collaborative, especially when we talk about shift left mentality. You're you're completely bang on the money with the fact that it it actually opens up conversations that happen anyway, but it opens them Mm. up sooner much sooner so that this particular integration testing problem can be solved Mm. and we can concentrate on other things that are really important yeah absolutely 
Thanks for that Yusuf, really interesting and can't wait to play around with some of the adapters with bi-directional contracts. Where can we find out more about this stuff? In terms of signposting, uh, if you are interested, you should come join us in the Pact Slack community at slack.pact.io or you can check out our website at docs.pactflow.io where you can check out some of our great university tutorials and examples where you can see the bi-directional flows in action and test them out on your machine. We'd love to hear your feedback on the new feature. And if there's anything more that you'd wish to see, give us a shout. Yeah, good stuff. All the links and stuff will be in the show notes. So they'll be all there for you to take a look. Um, Yeah, definitely check out the tutorials and stuff. They're really, really easy to follow and uh, get involved. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, Um, Yusuf. Really appreciate it. No, thank you for being such an amazing champion of the uh, Pact community, and we look forward to working with you more in the future, my friend. Thank you. Cheers, cheers.